My days are filled with laughter My heart has known your peace I've traveled far Still there is far to go But in my heart there is a longing To look upon your face where you are is where I want to be. You are my king. You are the lamb, lion of Judah, the seed of Abraham. travel down you have walked before me you made the light to shine out of darkness I am looking for the day when I bow before you Lay my crown at your feet You are my king You are the lamb Lion of Judah You are the seed of Abraham The Holy One God you are the king of who I am. Hosanna, oh blessed be the rock, oh blessed be the rock of my salvation. my salvation Hosanna Oh blessed be the rock Oh blessed be the rock of my salvation Hosanna Oh blessed be the rock Blessed be the rock of my salvation, the Holy One, God's only Son. You are the King of who I am. You are the King. Of who I am, you are the 
Hallelujah. BMI, are you prepared for the Word of God? Are you prepared for the Word of God? The Bible says that it is written that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Amen. Are you excited for the Word? Why don't you rise to your feet with much excitement? Please help me welcome to the platform my father, your pastor, Pastor Chris. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. our hands please give me volume on this mic or for me on my monitors please praise the Lord Father we are thankful to be here on this Father's Day we are asking for a blessing bless us by the ministry of the word thank you for blessing us through all the ministration items but now Lord your words we need to hear from you if we don't hear Lord what will we do we thank you and we bless you for your presence here. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may all be seated, thank you, on top of your enemy. Praise God. Well, it's a privilege for me to greet you all, especially the fathers on Father's Day. I see a few new faces. We're always happy to have new faces here at BMI. Fathers, you're going to be treated nicely today. Amen. I don't know who started this. I didn't do my research properly. Or whoever invented Father's Day, we give God blessing for such a person. Amen. It's a good thing to treat the fathers well. Amen. And I promise not to be long because I know it's a family day. I had a number of sermons I could have preached. But I thought, no, let me rather not and keep the things for the conference. Amen. I really wanted to speak about dangerous sons. It really was in my heart and I was fully fledged, but I changed my mind. Amen. It was too strong for Father's Day. Father's Day is a nice day. No fighting. Everybody's around the table, isn't it? Eating. Because if I should expose your dangerous tendencies here, I mean your father will not be happy with you around the table today. So we thank God. First of all, we are excited because next week we're getting up for a big service, isn't it? Are you still with us for the explosion? Swollen Sunday is coming. And it's going to be powerful. 
And then soon after, you, you see we have now the advert. You should have played it, isn't it? Is it going to play today? Afterwards, yeah. Please, I'm inviting you, if you're your father here for the first time, or visiting us, we have our first conference after two long years. COVID has prevented us from having conferences. Now we have a nice building. Incomplete, but nice, isn't it? So we're going to have this conference coming. They'll show you the advert soon, but I need to emphasize it. Make a war or war a good warfare. And uh, it's going to be from Friday to Sunday, from July 1 to July 3. Make a plan to be there. Amen? If you're a pastor, you must come because it will really help to stabilize the church. The devil... The devil wreaks, wreaks havoc in the church. Yeah, he plays with people's minds all the time. But the Bible says we are not ignorant concerning his devices. I'm sorry there's a sound problem, but they told me they'll sort it out afterwards. Unfortunately, we have to bear with this buzz. Let me just say this before I start to preach to you. I didn't sleep much in the night because I'm, uh, my son is 35,000 feet above sea level on his way back to South Africa from America to be with us for the next few day, for the next few months. Oh, maybe two months. Amen. God willing. So it makes a father anxious that you can't really rest when your children are not around. That's one of the good things of having a father around, isn't it? A father protects and provides. Hallelujah. And if you are sitting here and you are, uh, just the fact that you are here, you could not have been here if there wasn't a father involved in your equation. Amen. And I want to make a bold statement. I mean, we know we have a lot of new faces here because the church is, this building is new, the church is not new. And maybe you haven't heard some of the things that we emphasize. There are many teachings in the churches today. Our church emphasizes certain teachings which we call doctrine. A biblical term for teaching is doctrine. All right? One of the doctrines that we like to teach a lot here is fathers and sons. Something that I didn't know when I grew up. The church I attended was a very good church, but they, some things they didn't, they never taught us. One of it is the, the, the power of a father, you know. And uh, I, as a pastor, I can see the devastating effects of our ignorance concerning the power of a father. The communities we live in, by and large, is really destroyed through... Uh, the breakdown of the family structure. And one of the problems we have is that we don't have an understanding of the importance of the Father. And that's our problem, really. God's design. In my book on order, there's a chapter on the family. And there you will see God's original intent is destroyed in the, in the life we live today. It's, it's, it's chaotic. It's out of order. The father is there, but he's a missing father, or he's there, but his, 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 his teeth is pulled out. 
He's like a big dog with no teeth. He can't bite. I talk about those things, you see. And when there's a disorder, there's chaos. So you have in our communities gangsterism. You have children that don't know who they are, where they come from, where they're going. It's this thing. The destruction of the family structure that God originally put in place. Satan has come to destroy it. But we at BMI, we teach our children that they must honor their fathers. Yes. Because our society has, by, Satan is behind everything. Our society has, has, has portrayed our welfare as only the work of the mothers. Most of our families are like that. And mamas are loved. Hard. We don't deny the fact. But there's a misunderstanding regarding the father. Unfortunately, I can't go into so much because of the time. Amen. I'm really struggling with my sound. So, Cyril, if you can go to the back also and work on this, please. Amen. So if you are a pastor here or you are a father here and your child is at this church and your child invited you here and your child has any misbehavior towards you as a father, you must just come tell me. We don't tolerate it here because we believe in the power of a father. You see, the Bible says you must honor your father. And your mother, and then it promises you the, the blessings. Your days will be lengthened. The, 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 the guy said it here. But it doesn't specify what type of father. And this is the mistake that confused children have that they will only honor the father that was a good husband to their mother. Or they will only honor their father who paid their school fees. Or they will only honor their father who bought them things. But the Bible does not add any of those things to the term honor your father. It just basically says honor your father. Now throughout scripture, and I'm just touching this because I'm going to speak a very short, powerful, grilled message for you. But this is important that you understand. If you knew, if you're not new, you have heard this from me before. But I must repeat it. I thank God for my father, who is gone home to be with the Lord a few years ago. He was a very strict, strong man. And we were afraid of him in a, in a good way. We didn't smoke cigarettes. We didn't go out with friends at a certain time when my father was, came home and you were not there. You, you, could, you could phone off Bob. My father was very strict. And I never, by God's grace, I never thought in my mind that it was something strange. Some of my brothers thought it's strange called my father some bad names. But I thank God for my growing up in a house where there was a father. 
So I, when, when, when it was my turn to father, I had a reference. Yeah? And I feel sorry for those who don't have a reference, but God in his great mercy, he, 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 he doesn't leave you fatherless. Yeah. If you don't have a father, I will be your father. There are other wonderful men here that will be a father to you. There's not just one father. God gives us many fathers. Amen. So all these things have helped to shape me as a person and my fathering skills. Let me honor first quickly before we preach uh, my spiritual father, I just sent him a beautiful message this morning, Pastor Lafoy, who took me under his arm and uh, ordained me in the ministry. And I've stayed under his care up till today. Amen. I didn't, I didn't swap fathers. Sometimes I see pastors jump from father to father. Your father stays your father. Your father is divinely connected. Even your biological father, they can mark what they will. Your past, your pa. Amen. And um, I was also uh, connected by my spiritual father to another father, Bishop Daggywood Mills whom I honor here today. Everything I do, I also do as an example to the kids watching me. That as I honor my pastors, you must also honor your pastors. There's hardly a sermon I preach where I don't mention my pastors. Amen. And that is beautiful. And it is godly. Hallelujah. No man just comes onto this earth already well made and well dressed. You are a combination of many people's uh, working in your life to make you who you are. Is that true? So you must give honor where honor is due. The word honor simply means a high level of respect. A high level of respect. You can respect many people, but you must honor your father. Amen. And to honor is to show the difference of your levels of respect. All right, a short sermon here today for all of us. I believe will bless you. It's called uh, types of sons. Types of sons, because you cannot be a father if there's no if there's no children involved. It's not a nice picture, but any anyway, rate, that's probably the picture they have. O sekova dago Father's Day. Can you all hear me clearly? We've never had this issue, but I'm sure that they will solve it. If there's any rich person here, we need sound system. May the Lord use you. And let me also say that our doors are, are, are completed. Those doors are completed for you that give every month, every week. God bless your heart. The doors are done. We are just, the, the glasses takes a while to come because I think it's imported from Johannesburg or something. So very soon we will be done and plastered. Then we're all going to paint. One Sunday morning, I'm bringing in a lot of paint brushes and you'll help me to paint it. Amen. 
Turn your Bibles to Luke 15, verses 11. I'm preaching to you this morning. Types of sons. Very short sermon. Types of sons. And you, or daughters. Let's say types of sons and daughters so that we have it clear. When the Bible uses the term sons, it also means daughters. Amen. And you will be one of these types. Hallelujah. There's one type that I will not talk about today, which I mentioned in the beginning, called the dangerous son. Because there's a type of son called the dangerous son. Such a son was called Absalom in the Bible. His father was David, if you know your Bibles. His father was David, but he was a wicked boy, you know. But with that we will tackle if God wills at another time. May you not be a dangerous son. May you not be a dangerous son. Let's look at types of sons. Luke 15 verses 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of good that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. May the Lord now bless the reading of the word and the preaching of the word. Amen. What type of son and daughter are you? You see, the nature of your sonship or your daughter is revealed by your response to your father. Are you listening? Who you really are, we can gather from your response to your father. Because often the good, the bad, and the ugly comes out in the sons when they have to relate to their fathers. But today I'm going to talk about four types of sons, and the first one is the prodigal son. Have you heard this term before? The prodigal son. But let me give you all four so that you, in case you have to leave prematurely. <laughs> the prodigal son, the elder son, the beloved son, and the stubborn and rebellious son. The last one is so bad that we had to give two terms for it. Stubborn and rebellious. Stubborn and rebellious. Do you have it? Do you have it? What's the first one? The prodigal son, number two. The eldest son, number three. The beloved son. And then number four. Ooh. Now daughters, you must also sit here. Okay, you all come from fathers. You daughters. You're always spoiled. The daughters are spoiled by the fathers, isn't it? I'm also very aware that some of you had bad experiences with your parents. We are not ignorant of that fact. But as we said, God, He knows everything. That's the first point. Amen. And God will always bring you some help. Hallelujah. Yeah, you don't have to continue the way that you have suffered for all the years. God always has an answer for you. God always has a remedy for you. Glory to God. And may the Lord deliver you from any form of bitterness in your heart towards your mother or your father. 
that has not treated you well. Satan is the god of this world. So he influences people, things, circumstances, and some of us get the bad end of, this, of the deal. Yes, I'm aware of that. But God sends good people. And you must recognize the good people that God is going to send to help you. Hallelujah. There are things my father couldn't teach me as, as, as although he was a good man, things he could not teach me. There were things he could not give me. But God sent other people into my life to fill the void and the emptiness. And I see God sending someone into your life to fill the void and the emptiness. The question is, are you humble enough to receive somebody? You see, when you, when you have this mind that nobody can help you, niemand sê vir jou nie. Hy is my soe ding hier onder ons mense. Is dit waar? Sy sê nie vir my nie. Wie sê wie ek is, ha? And that's why, that's why you can't get help, you see. We can't have that mind and that attitude. The, the, the God, when Jesus went away, he sent us a helper. He called the Holy Spirit the helper. Hallelujah. Because everybody needs help. Amen. So stay to see man alongside you like I help nodig. And help come from poor. Glory to God. Help is from above. The psalmist said, I lift my eyes to the hills. Hey! I can't move your stake. muscles. My father had great muscles. He was so strong that the day somebody broke into our house, my mother prayed for that person because he almost died. And I remember my father doing these exercises. It's wonderful to have a father. You know, he had this uh, spring that you pull. Cho! We just admired him. But the problem with him, he had a lot of hair on his chest. So every time this, he pulls the spring, then the hair gets stuck in the chest. Let's go to the word. A prodigal son. <clears throat> What is a prodigal son? A prodigal son goes away from his father and his father's house. How many of you ran away from your father's house? Don't answer, please. Please don't answer. The questions I ask sometimes is just for you to think about. <laughs> you don't have to answer verbally. But internally, you shall answer. You ran away from your fathers. My eldest brother ran away from our house. He said, "Can he me he blame Can he me the woman me?" I'm preaching to some people, so I'm just using examples. But I know you also said the same thing. No such as you still. That's a prodigal son. He runs away. <clears throat> what is a prodigal son? A prodigal son wants to be as far away from home as possible. Daughters. 
If the neighborhood watch is now looking for people, they, they're not sure if the people were kidnapped or, or did they just pack their bags and run? Because it's a common thing. The kind is 13 years old. That says, I can't You are a prodigal daughter. And you are a prodigal son if that is your mind. Amen. Let me speak it in English. You want to tell your mother how bad she is in raising you. And your father, how bad he is. She not cop us, Jay. She not cop. It's not allowed in the Bible. So it's not allowed here at BMI. As your Mayo Nishlani. You must honor your mother and your father. Amen. So this is what a prodigal daughter is. The third aspect of it is a prodigal daughter or son waste their lives on opportunities. Uh, a prodigal living. They waste their lives opportunities. <laughs> your master, your school too. You have to go to school, but somehow you didn't realize it's probably the only exit for you from a life of poverty and struggling. Forgive me if you're visiting here. I know you have a lot of fathers, but it preaks you say preak and this week us. Is that Mr. Williams? Mr. Williams, could you stand? Because you blessed us yesterday with the table tennis board. Clap for this man. Wow. Thank you so much. That was something that we just really needed here. God will bless you, man. A good neighbor. Amen. Mr. William, sorry if I preach like this. This is the way I preach. Because I'm struggling with children. The Bible says you mustn't teach in the house of God if your children is wayward. You know that. The Bible says you, you can't preach to others if you can't control your own house. Come on now. And I can show you my daughter and my son. They are well behaved. And I'm proud of them. So when I'm speaking to your children, I can show you examples of that, that, that I raised. I never used to like to do that because I thought people are going to say, the pastor for the break. But you need to break, man. I can't have to work. I can't have to slam. It's my time that I can break. From who must I then now speak? Young children, you must listen because it's Father's Day. Amen? Listen carefully. You waste your life opportunity. 
Your father might not give you a great inheritance. Jy apartheid het ook swaar met ons gewek, ons donker van kleem mense. <coughs> so we don't have much to give. But if we can put you through school, it's a great opportunity in life. But you just want to jump over the fence to be with your friends. You stupid. That was your opportunity. Your life's opportunity. But the prodigal child will waste his living. She will waste her living. You have this funny idea that life is better with these foolish friends. The same thing that happened in the Bible happens today. The man was running away. He wasted his money. He took his inheritance before the time. Then he found himself with no more money. Because when days are dark, people just like you if you got money. And, 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 and all the fathers that were, were, were once in the world, with, when you can, they can tell you, as they get it, that's the man of you. When they cook for Amal around, that's it. But you have nothing. If you don't have anything, you see, they start to disappear. It's absolute foolishness. You see, he wasted his life and then found himself later in a very ugly place with pigs, eating pigs' food. Because he left his father's house prematurely. He should have stayed with his father. Hey! Just the mere fact that your father exists can bring to you a blessing or a curse. Yes. The word curse is used oftentimes in the scripture when the reference is made to a father. Maybe you never knew this. Today I'm teaching you. The Bible says at the end of the Old Testament uh, era that God is going to curse this earth if the hearts of the fathers don't turn back to their children and if the hearts of the children don't turn back to the father. Yeah, there's a curse. Not a curse that is spoken. The father don't even have to say a word just by the fact that he's around and your relationship with him will determine the curse or the blessing on your life. You say, no, but my father never spoke a bad word. He doesn't have to speak it. Just the fact that there's a father and you didn't relate to him properly. You are either cursed or you are blessed. Ask yourself, why am I struggling the way I am? Maybe you need to look at this thing. What is my relationship with my father? I've spoken this many times before and I have to say it again because of our communities. When mother and father has an argument, it's not your business. Are you listening? And mothers, please bear with me. Yalla vitek pradi warit, yalla kamakwatrak ekwariti. Oftentimes the argument is so bad but you must remember, fathers don't talk much. Is it true? Who's the talker? The, the, the wife is the talker, isn't it? Wives, wives, ladies are made to talk, 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 talk. 
My wife can talk, then I fall asleep. Then she gets angry that I'm sleeping while she's talking. So what often happens, and I'm telling you, uh, I'm telling you what really happens in families is that the mother converses with the children about how bad the father treated her. And the children and mothers listen, your children develop also bitterness towards their father. They don't really know what happened, as much as you can't find his story. But if they should, if the father should tell his side of the story, then it's a different ball game. Now the father took his bags and he left. And all you know, he's a slechte pa. It was for lad. Zij weet niet wat het jou mafo om gaat doen nie. Want hy sê een man wat bij je praat. He just took his bags and he left. But he didn't really tell you the story. So you have this attitude towards him. But that's your mistake. Because your blessing lies in your relationship with your father. God's principles are eternal. Whether you like it or not. He could have been the worst person. He could be a killer, a murderer. Just honor you. Just be, just obey God. Amen. All right, let me not go too far into that because we don't want to spoil the meat around the table. I see, masuki happy, I see. I eat a lekani. Jesus. An old man once told me a happy wife is a happy life. Yeah. That I needed to tell you the truth. So you don't always know the stories. So don't get involved. That's not your business. Zij moet nog Then you will experience life differently. Hij man wacht voor jou. Hij gaat ook jou oor voor jou mooi dek. And well as word what said Jay. Your husband waits for you. You will have your own experiences one day. Then you will wonder. Yeah. Let me tell you this. One son told his father, Father, you are stupid, man. You don't know how to treat mommy. Here's a book for you. How to understand woman. He gave, the, he gave his father this book. How to understand woman. He said, there's not a way to treat a woman. I, met, I knew this people myself personally. Then some years later, I asked the father, how's it going with your son who gave you the book? <laughs> he said, no, he divorced his wife. <laughs> he divorced his wife. But I said, he had the book. How to understand woman? He didn't understand that you will never understand. Even if the Bible tells you to dwell with understanding. Amen. Prodigal daughters and prodigal sons. One of the only good things about the story of the prodigal son, and it's a great story, Probably the best story that Jesus told. 
is that this boy came to himself. And he said, I'm going to go back to my father's house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today you hardly find such people anymore. When you realize you made a mistake, your pride will prevent you from going back to say, Daddy, I'm sorry. You should have the humility to say, Mother and Father, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. And I tell you, a good father and a good mother will always stand open arms and welcome you back. Hallelujah. But few people have the tenacity, the humility, the temerity to go back and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Elton John was right. He said, sorry seems to be the hardest word. But the prodigal son recognizes his mistake in the midst of his life and he returns to the father. Now, of course, Jesus is explaining to us what the heavenly father is like because no earthly father can really be like the heavenly father. And maybe your father is, doesn't have much mercy, but the good father is a father with forgiveness in his heart, with mercy. Hallelujah. Not all men of God are fathers. The one that has mercy, the one that has patience, with those who make many mistakes, you can see the heart of a father. Hallelujah. And let me tell you all, no matter how, what bad mistakes you've made in life, God is that type of father. He still waits for you to come back. Hallelujah. This morning, while I was praying, the Holy Spirit dropped this old hymn into my heart about the ark that, that's, that, that, that people have been invited to. Where's my keyboard guy? The ark that people are invited to. And I suddenly realized there's a storm. Listen, everybody. I'm almost finished preaching. There's a storm coming. You saw the storms here? How we devastated our, our roads and everything. Now there's another storm coming. Fathers, I'm speaking to all of you. There's a storm on its way. That storm is called God's judgment day. Yes. But if you come into the ark, it's an old hymn that I just came to my mind as I was fiddling with my instrument. It, it, the, you, you, you need to enter on Calvary's hill. I'm going to recite the words. On Calvary's hill, an ark has been built, costing the blood of God's son. But its door is open wide. There is safety inside. Anybody who will can come in. Come into the ark, it says. The sky grows dark. There's a storm called God's great judgment day. But from its fierce angry waves in the ark, you'll be safe. Come into the ark. And the Holy Spirit was saying to me, you better sound this clarion call that people must come home from running away from their father's house. We all come 
from God? Your birth in your mother's womb was a miracle. How can a baby that was just a piece of blob develop eyes and ears and hands and feet if it's not a miracle from God? But you come into this world and your mind is like the prodigal son. You walk away from the one who created you. You have no time for God. You have no time for your father. But I'm telling you, there's a storm coming. It's called God's judgment day. You will stand before the, the court in heaven. What will your answer be? But I thank God that the prodigal son's father, he stood at the gate, hoping that this boy will come back. Will you come back, my friend? Will you come back, my brother, my sister? What about you? God is waiting for you. You can't hide behind religion. You can't say, no, I have a church. I know you haven't been to church in months, but you keep saying it was my grandmother's church. You need to make a personal commitment to Jesus Christ. You come from Jesus. He was the one who formed you in your mother's womb. Your life you're living on this earth is not the real life. You know, you haven't found life until you find Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come to the Father, but he must come through me. If you've never bowed your knee here and confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, I want to give you an opportunity today not to let this Father's Day just pass you by. Because there's a storm coming. I could give you a good Father's Day sermon and tell you how good the children must treat you. But what if your soul burns in hell? Then God will ask me. I gave you an opportunity to tell them. And you never did. Don't play with God, people. There's a storm coming. It's called God's judgment day. Every man will be judged according to his works. The books will be open. Yes. And another book. The Lamb's book of life. If your name is not found written in the book, you will be cast into the lake of fire. Unless you do what the prodigal son did, he turned around, he said, oh God, it's not nice here. I know you can't be living a good life because a life without Christ can't be a good life. You only start to love if you find Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your life really starts to get a life. We who know him, we can't imagine not knowing him. But you that don't know him, I can tell you what it's like to know him. Hallelujah. May the Lord save you from the coming catastrophe. That the prodigal son he suffers the loss of many things because he's foolish and rebellious. Let me rush. The second child is the elder son. The prodigal son, the elder son. Are you still with me? 
Hallelujah. The eldest son in the story was in the field. And when he saw the father happy about the, prod, the, the lost son, he, he, he wasn't too happy. But what about the good things about the eldest son? Is that he stayed home with his father. Hallelujah. You get good children that stay at home with the father. Others run away. The older sons never commit major sins. Amen. The older son never strays off the straight and the narrow path that the parents set for them. And the older sons, they don't waste their lives of, on pleasure and on prodigal living. But here's the problem with the elder son. Must I tell you? The elder son develops now a self-righteous and judgmental attitude towards other people who have fallen far down the line. Are you with me? Because since they have never committed any of the sins themselves, they simply cannot understand why people should indulge in such foolishness. You better pray that the father is still alive when you come home. Because if the elder son must be there, your judgment will be harsh. The elder son is the type of believer who doesn't have the heart of a father. That's the only problem with the elder son. Although he stayed home, everything belongs to him. He's got plenty, but his heart must never be judgmental towards somebody else that has fallen by the wayside. Because that is another sin of self-righteousness. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? And if you're visiting here, you're coming here, and you see people dressed nice in suits, don't judge us by our clothing. We just dress nice because we look so nice, because we taste so nice. The problem is, the problem is our hearts, our hearts must never look down on you because wherever you come from, we were once there. But Jesus found us. And he lifted us up. Amen. The Bible says he will lift you from the miry clay. The miry clay. Yay! Then he will put your feet on a rock. And he will establish you. Now you look decent. Well-rounded. But it was not like that always. So I cannot look down on anyone that is coming in by this door. Jesus loves everybody. And he loves all people. All races, all sexes, everyone is loved by Him. For God so loved the world. He loved the world. And when we start to pull our noses up, you see, sometimes a father, like Pastor Chris, will have compassion on others that you think doesn't qualify to be so close to Him all the time. But it's the heart of a father. It's the heart of a father. Because if I also leave them, what will happen to them? What will happen to them? Listen, the fact that you've come to this building this morning to sit on this chair means there's something in your heart that's pumping for God. You won't come sit here just for nothing. Yes, your child invited you. Yes, somebody called you. But deep down inside in your consciousness, 
You know that God loves you. And you know that God is calling you. He's calling you. Number three, let me close, let me close. Ooh, the winner coat. What is the other type of son? The beloved son. Twice was Jesus mentioned by this term, the beloved son. When he was baptized, he came into the water, then the voice came from heaven and John heard it, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. That's in Matthew 3, verse 16. Then also, when he was on the mountain, in Matthew 17, they were building, Peter was going to build three tabernacles, one for Elijah, one for Moses, one for Jesus. And then the voice came again, said, no, 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 no. This is my beloved son. Yeah, only him. Hallelujah. Yeah, he, him. So a beloved son, my friends, is someone who submits to authority. Beautiful. You see, Jesus going for baptism, if nobody ever taught you this, John himself said, I can't baptize you. Do you know how, you know how great you are? But Jesus was not like that, you see. He knew that if you don't submit to authority, of those that have gone before you, like your fathers, your fathers. You can't be a beloved son. So he came, stood in the line to be baptized, and he said, John, let it be so, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Amen? So the first thing we see on the beloved son, he submits to authority. Glory to God. And this voice that told him that he's a beloved son, look, don't think it's a small thing to submit to authority. Don't think it's a small thing. It's a big thing because Jesus did not do any miracle <clears throat> when this proclamation came from heaven concerning him. The only evidential thing we see here is that he comes to submit under the ministry of John the Baptist. And the Bible says, a voice from heaven said this, see this boy. This is my beloved son. He knows how to submit to authority. Hallelujah. Now we teach our people wonderfully how to submit to authority. Yeah? And then anybody who's like worldly would say, not even worldly, church people. You see, you have a problem with submission. You cannot be called a beloved son. You're either a prodigal, but you're not a beloved son. Because the beloved son had no problem to submit to authority. Are you hearing me? Yeah. What does it mean? You must take instructions from authority. Hallelujah. Number two, a, a, a beloved son is a humble son. He's humble. He didn't say, I must sit in the front seats. He stood in the line. You must read the text very nicely. I stand in the line om gedoop te ra. Hy kan gesê dat my ek is die sien van God, laat ek voorstaan. Hy sê nie, ek stand in die line. Soos die rest van die, die mense. Amen. 
A beloved son is someone who is obedient to every instruction. Sometimes you don't under, understand the instruction of your father, but you must obey. Are you hearing? In your little mind, you think your father doesn't know what he's talking about. Listen to your father. Listen to your father. Amen. When I was a teenager, everybody was wearing white clothes. White clothes. I think it was the day of John Travolta. Saturday night fever. He had a white suit. So I told my father, I also want the white pants. I said, nee, man. Thy dead pants going to get dirty quick. You It's going to be a waste of time. But I told him I did some work. I earned some money. I was pushing trolleys for checkers. Can't I buy? He said, look. Seeing that it's your own money, do it. But I, I, my instruction to you is, don't always buy your black pants. Nybrook will have a suit there. To John Travolta. I just wore it once. And I just said, I can see a white suit in the Afdra. I just wore it once. And I realized later, my father was right. I should have listened to my father. Ian said, cleaners to. And they get the geld for the cleaners. Even the white, the, the jacket, the white. That's why you see only young people are so foolish. You seldom get the big man that wears a white suit. If he does, then there's something wrong with him. Especially if he wears white shoes. Yeah. Then it's either into woman or something. That's what they say. That's why you see all the people, they don't, they don't go for makeup. Just plain black and a gray top. That's simple. They learn their lessons well. Listen to instructions. Zij jou kop kap met jou wit suit en jou wit skoene. Hulle dramas wat daar geen maan skoene wat op die maan loop. Zij kan nie eens werkie, zij moet net so. Zij moet net so. Maar soos toepak wil zij leek. Jere, oh jere laat ek klaarmaak. You must listen to every instruction your father gives you. Yes. Jesus didn't just obey the nice instructions. Every level, even to the cross. The Bible says he was obedient to the point of death. Uh, let me close. Let me close. The stubborn son. The stubborn son. The stubborn son. The Bible says if a man has a stubborn son... Deuteronomy 21 verse 18. If he has a stubborn and a rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, when they have chastened him, the, the, the other word is, uh, what is this, the King James Version? Yes, chastened him. Suppose a man has a stubborn and rebellious son, will not obey his father or mother, even though they discipline him. That is a nicer version, isn't it? Keep going. In such a case, the father and mother must take the son to the elders and they hold court at the town gate. 
the parents must say to the elders, this son, is our, this son of ours is a stubborn son and rebellious son and refuses to obey. He's a glutton and a drunkard. Say mercy. Yes, and then the last verse 21. Then all the men of the town must stone him to death. In this way, you will purge this evil from among you. And all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. This is how God dealt with stubbornness and rebellion. And you child, young child, 14 year old, 15 year old. You think it's a joke to be stubborn and rebellious? Look at the heart of God towards rebellion. We take it easy. Ah, ah I'm fed up. I'm leaving. I'm fed up. I had enough. The pastor preached too hard. I'm done. I'm going to the Calvary Baptist Church down the road. Nobody can control you. Stubborn and rebellious person. This is God's heart towards this. He says in Ezekiel 2 verse 8, Now you son of man, listen to what I'm speaking to you. Do not be rebellious like the rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. Ezekiel 2 verse 8. Hallelujah. So quickly, stubborn and rebellious sons are resistant to instructions. Ask your neighbor, is he talking about you? How did he know you coming to church today? Number two, stubborn and rebellious sons are opposed to the instructions. They are opposed to it. They're not just resistant. Now they are opposed to it. One of my own sons told me at one stage, I don't think I can take your instruction anymore. I'm talking about my spiritual son. He said, I no longer feel it necessary. Uh, this was the words. I paraphrase. Inverted commas. I no longer find it necessary to follow Pastor Chris's instructions anymore. Close inverted commas. I don't even want to tell you what happened to him. Stubborn and rebellious sons dislike the person of their fathers. If you dislike the person of your father, be it known unto you today that you are in the category of a stubborn and rebellious son. You don't understand why your father did what he did. Amen? They don't like the methods of their father. They don't like the ways of their father. This is stubborn and rebellious children. Children, are you listening to me? Stubborn and rebellious children, they want a different profession as their father. My father's a pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. It's, it's a sign of your stubbornness. My father's a carpenter. I want to stay far away. A good son wants to do what his father does. Come on now. Any good son wants to do what his father. Jesus said, I only do what, my, what I see my father doing. That's a good son. Hallelujah. Stubborn and rebellious sons want to dress the way they want to. Right? And act and do everything the way they want to. And it must be different to their father. Mercy. They want a different lifestyle to their father. And lastly, they are angry at correction. They get angry at correction 
and they need to be corrected for getting angry at correction. Are you listening? So I'm not here blasting fathers today like most of the fathers, their sermons. I'm speaking to sons and daughters. What type of son are you? What type of daughter are you? You can either be, number one, a prodigal son. Number two, a what? An elder son that has a self-righteous attitude. Number three, you can be a beloved son. That is what Jesus was. Amen. Or you can be a rebellious son. Your punishment is death. You don't like any instruction from your father. You don't like any instruction from your mother. May the Lord now be gracious to you on this Father's Day as the word of the Lord has come to us. That God wants to call us beloved children that will obey our fathers, respect our fathers, be conscious that your father's presence can either be to you a blessing or a curse. All of you that have not got good relationship with your fathers, today is a day that you need prayer because you should actually, whilst you are alive, whilst your father is alive, try your best to repair the relationship because a father has a supernatural power to bless you or to curse you. Yes. My father blessed me. My father, although he was old and senile like Isaac, and some of my, 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 my family members deceived him, they, the mistake they made, they wanted my father's money. You see? But I was clever. I went for his blessing, not for the money. Because the money gets up, but the blessing will stay. The money gets finished, but the blessing will stay. I said, don't need to give me anything. You gave me a good schooling. You allowed me to go to university. I can look after my family. All I need is your blessing. And after he blessed me, somebody tried to convince him to curse. And he had to say like Isaac, what I've blessed, I've already blessed. I cannot, I cannot reverse it. I cannot reverse it. So when a blessing is out, cannot be reversed. You must make your father's heart glad. Are you with me? Let me say this in closing. You must honor both your mother and your father. Are you with me? But the father carries something that the mother doesn't carry. Come on now. You see, there are three spheres of society where there is authorities involved. In the church, the pastor is the authority. Are you with me? In the home, the father. There can't be two heads. Otherwise, there's a monster. Uh-huh. Any baby born with two heads is a monster. So there's one authority. In society, the government and the police that represent them, they are the authority. So you must obey authority figures or you will pay the consequences, right or wrong. Now the Bible says you don't have to be afraid of authority if you do what is right. Ah, but you that do what is wrong, you must be afraid of authority. Now as much as your father's teeth has been pulled out in the house, as much as he's a missing father somewhere in the dwellings, listen, he still has authority 
and power. You might say your father is old. He's ne- your father never gets outdated. Isaac was old, but the hand that blessed, the blessing remained. Isaac couldn't see. That's why Jacob could trick him. Are you with me? But the power of the blessing was still in the life of Isaac. Don't think your father is old. He can't do much. He sits on the rocking chair and reads the son Kuranchi. No. Your relationship to your father will give us a sign of what type of child you are. Are you a beloved son? Are you a prodigal son? Are you a what? A elder brother? Or are you a stubborn and rebellious son? Why don't you bow your heads now that I pray for you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said a lot here today on this Father's Day. But as I speak, the Lord speaks through me to you. I don't want to just close the meeting without giving you an opportunity to be prayed for. Maybe you have come here, but your life is not right with God. Maybe your life was never right with your father and things never worked well for you. Maybe today the Holy Spirit showed you a light through the preaching. But God allows me to say these things so that you can find help at the altar. There's always help at the altar. If you are here and you say, Pastor, pray for me. My life is not what it should be. Maybe it's in some of the things you spoke, Pastor. But I need Jesus in my life. I really want to start to live for Jesus. I can see the way I'm living is not bringing me benefit. I need Christ. I need to come into the ark before the judgment comes. Pastor Chris, please pray for me. I want to pray for you. Is there someone like that? Just lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. You need prayer. I want to pray with you. On this Father's Day, Lift up your hand if you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need God in my life. I want to surrender my life to the Lord. I want to be a Christian. I see your hand. Is there another father? I see fathers lifting up their hands. Is there another father? Is there young children that listen to my preaching? You don't have a good relationship with your father, but this morning you want prayer. Maybe your father is gone out of the house. But you don't know. You don't know what's the, the, the reasons. You don't need to know. You must just honor your father. Can we all stand? Can we all stand? Nobody goes out now. Nobody moves. I want to call the people that put up their hands to just to come out and stand here on the blue carpet. I want to pray with you. I will not embarrass you, I promise. Come and join me here. And the children here that need prayer for their relationship with their fathers, come out of your seat. Come to me. Though your gift is small, yes. broken heart, broken lives, He can change them all. The power of the Word, the power of His blood. 
what type of child are you? Everything was done so you would come. What type of child are you? Come to the Father. Are you a prodigal son? Though your gift is more, broken heart, broken life. He will take them all. The power of the word, the power of His blood, and everything was done so you could come. Is, is, is Pastor Ali around? I need somebody to take Pastor Ali's place with the booklets, please. Quick. Just remain standing, everybody. I want to pray for the people that have come forward. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Because the Bible says, Any man who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is the enemy that makes this world as bad as we experience it. But God is reaching out His hands to all of you. And if you say these words after me and mean it in your heart, God will hear you and God will bless you. Say after me, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I heard the word of God today. I heard the word of God today. And I come to you now. And I come to you now. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. For all the mistakes of my life. For all the mistakes of my life. Please wash me. Please wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Write my name. Write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. I don't want to stand by judgment day. I don't want to stand by judgment day. Help me escape judgment day. Help me escape judgment day. Lord. I come to you now. I come to you now. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my I mouth. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart that you died for me. That you died for me. And that you rose again. And that you rose again on the third day. On the third day. Now come live in my heart. Now come live in my heart. Come be my master. Come be my master. Come be my Lord. Come be my Lord. I want to follow you from this day. I want to follow you from this day. And I turn my back on Satan. And I turn my back on Satan. Turn my back on the world. Turn my back on the world. From today I follow Jesus. From today I follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap for the Lord for these people.